BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy Thursday. It's the Thursday before a long weekend. It is our last show of the week. Yeah. Very exciting, the Thursday before a long weekend. The long weekend. I already broke out my white pants. You're ex- being extremely brave. I'm breaking very hasty. Fashion police, white pants. White pants a few days before Memorial Day. Big deal. But I actually got a targeted ad for these, and I was influenced. Those. And they're so gorgeous. They're Spanx. They're like these white pants, trouser slash jeans that don't, you can't see through anything. They're so thick. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was influenced, and it was the real deal. I'm feeling very glad with my purchase. There's something about those targeted ads. They know me better than I know myself. Of course. Like, all the clothes, baby clothes, like, makeup. They just are constantly serving me premium content, even though they're eavesdropping on my entire Using fucking life. Using the data. No, like, if I say today... Let me say something that I would like never say. Yeah, but like scream it into your of phone. Of something that I would buy. What's something I would never buy? Ferrari. I want a Ferrari. I would Ferrari. love a Ferrari. They're oh, just the most same. gorgeous cars. Yeah. I have my license, so I can't wait to drive my Ferrari when I get one. Hope Good I girls get one drive soon. Ferraris. Oh, sickening. Sickening. We've got a great show for you guys today. Jax is back. Thank you so much. I know you had a really rough day yesterday, and we at the Morning Toast support Yesterday's episode was fabulous. We missed you, but we got through it. Yeah. And now you're back. I'm back. It was a very rough day yesterday. We also did record a podcast together for the Patreon and general Q&A. Um, and it's just been a really shitty week, mm-hmm. like, on a larger scale. I know right. you talked about the Uvalde mm-hmm. mass shooting yesterday. And it's just, like, making me so sick. No, there's, like, a like a heaviness and, like... And I think everyone can feel it. Yeah. And so I commend you for doing a show yesterday because I, I, like... Well, it's been permeating like every single thought. I know. I wasn't sure like whether it was inappropriate or not. Um, Because honestly, like there was an element that I was like, how can we literally talk about anything else? Right. But I think it's really like messing with people and like people are getting, you know what sucks? It's like this is becoming so frequent. It's like I think a lot of people also feel desensitized, which is horrible. So I just wasn't sure what the right thing to do yesterday was. I'm glad we did a show. We were able to talk about it a little and then just like take everyone's minds off of it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's just like a terrible um, like feeling in the air for everyone. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Everything that's come like these kids. Their pictures and the teachers. It's so sad. I can't. I know. Anyways, I just would feel RDH if yeah. um, we didn't talk about it today. It. And 
we do have a good show. We yes. actually have some good stories. Finally. Well, you know, yesterday we had some, like, we had bad stories yesterday, but that's because I tried to tailor them. Like, the shit we are so invested in. Like, Brian literally doesn't know who we're talking about. <laughs> so I had to pick the stories, like, to be a little tailored to, to Brian, which in turn. I liked it. Okay. You have to meet people where they are. Yes. And also, like, I think when you have a guest co-host or a guest, like, lean into what their expertise is. Like, I don't even have global entry, so we're not going to talk. Like, I'm not a travel expert whatsoever. I'm probably the opposite of a travel expert, like, doing everything do wrong. Do you even have TSA pre-check? No. That's literally I disgusting. I do have clear, though. Mm. And Zach has pre-check, and he has no problem going through without me. Yeah, that's me and Ben. I'm like, Ben, I will literally meet you in the lounge. I know, Goodbye. but I have clear, and I don't think he does. Ben has clear... Ben has what you have. Clear, no TSA pre-check. I have clear and TSA pre-check. We pretty much get there around the same time. Yes, I completely agree. Um, but yesterday I did apply for a global entry. I'm waiting to be like accepted. Yeah, I need to do that as well because I'm tired of taking out my computer, my iPad, and my Kindle. Shoes. And my shoes, of course. I can't believe you still do that. I haven't done that in years. I know. Also, like the computer, iPad, Kindle, they don't all fit in one tray. Got it. So You can't stack them? No, you can't stack them. They'll literally come for your neck. Yeah. They're crazy. <laughs> um, and there's so, I, I feel like in TSA pre-check line, like maybe they're a little kinder or because like there's less to do things just go more smoothly. That's not what it they is. They get so fucking fed up Let in me tell the you general why. line. I know why. In the general airport security line, if you're, if you're in that line, that means you don't have pre-check, you don't have clear, like you don't have a bunch of the like fancy traveler things. So you're not a regular traveler and you don't know the rules. So it's really like moron central in that line. <laughs> and the TSA pre-check slash clear line is filled with frequent travelers yeah. who know exactly what to do. Yeah, take your belt off. Like these are people who have done this many times and they know what to do. So it moves more seamlessly. So the TSA agents and don't they, need to be so stern. And they also have less to do. So not yes. only are they able to do it, but there's less. So it really shouldn't be TSA pre-check and not TSA pre-check. It should be morons and not morons. And you're calling me and Ben morons. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if you don't have TSA pre-check, like, I don't know what you're doing. Trace, did you hear that? Your credit card, like, will give you a rebate for it, so it is literally free. She called mommy a moron. Strice and Bryce. Bryce and Strice are here. In spirit. In spirit, um, which is still good. These pillows, these comfort pillows, someone asked where they're from. I have no idea. Okay, the tag says handmade, but it also says art mom. Yeah, so, no, it says Art Mon. So do with that what you will. And these were gifts from Toasters at Claudia's show. So please speak up in the comments if you created Molly and them. Shannon. Molly and Shannon. And so that other people can get their comfort pillows. Yeah, they're really like a, a burst of joy. They really, really are. Much like the men themselves. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was on last night. And I want to give like a comprehensive recap, but I'm physically unable because I have no idea what went down in that episode. I was trying to follow everyone's like arguments about hypocrisy and like relating it back to their own feelings and validating feelings. And I have literally no idea what happened. Same. But do you know how sometimes when like people are having a conversation and you like feel like they did that to you, but it's, I mean, it's hard to see it from Crystal's point of view, but I feel like I know that feeling of being like, you guys are talking about exactly what you did to me. And what about me? But it wasn't exactly what, like, she was, her jump to make her situation similar to Sutton's was, like, extremely large, and I couldn't follow it. Fair. No, I agree. I really couldn't follow it. And I also don't know. 
like whose side I'm on in general like who I want I to see thrive because sometimes it's Sutton and then other times it's like and I also really want to like Diana but she's coming in like on Rinna's team and she came in just like randomly going against Sutton and then they had to get in the car together right no but then she was like she she was going against Sutton but then she was also like but Sutton always apologizes like right where do you stand and why do does everybody else like, I don't know why I feel like I want like to like Diana so much Me too. and I feel like the women like want Diana to like them. Yes, yeah, so they want Diana on their side. Like she's coming in in a really strong position. Mm -hmm. So she's well respected. Yeah, it's because she has a lot of money. Yeah, but they all have a lot of money. Like Sun came in with a lot of money. Yeah, but and they don't feel that way about Sun because she came in weird. Like <laughs> right? No, there's like something just cool about. Yeah, her. she has a cool factor for she sure. She does. It's like the European rich thing. Yeah, but it's also just her personality. Because all of these women are wealthy, they all have wealthy friends, and they all run in cool circles. Like there's, you know, so yeah. they're they're pretty much used to that. Well, we'll get into it in okay. the TV recap. Um, but before that, I do believe it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Luminous breeze we don't have a ton of time to get ready in the morning so we're always looking for a way to put on makeup faster and easier it's impossible for us to find the perfect tone of makeup because it never matches so that's why you've got to check out luminesce and their new breeze cordless airbrush makeup the breeze is a completely touchless way to put on foundation and it's so fast and easy to use no sponges brushes or fingers required with luminesce you get three times more coverage while using 10 times less makeup it's designed to work with all skin types skin tones their water-based foundation is quick and easy and it covers fine lines wrinkles it conceals imperfections and it applies flawlessly in seconds they have 18 shades so they've got a color for every skin type and they will replace your shade for free if it doesn't match their product is cruelty free it's made in the usa and it has an 18 hour wear so there's no need to reapply your makeup in the middle of the day also i love how portable it is like when i'm on tour it's really not that big you throw it in your cosmetics case you can throw it in your purse touch yourself up at work it's really like a, the new way of doing makeup and it's super clean, hands-free, and it's really fun. So if you've been looking for makeup that doesn't feel heavy or look cakey on your face, you will find it with Luminous Breeze Airbrush, just like we did. Whether you're heading back to the office, updating your beauty routine, or just looking for a better, faster way to put on foundation, we've got good news. Right now, if you go to breezetoday.com toast and put in promo code toast, you'll receive 50% off the airbrush makeup system, plus free shipping. And because you're a listener here, there's a special free eyeliner valued at over $20 included just for you. That's 50 50% off plus free shipping when you go to breezetoday.com slash toast and put in promo code toast. Don't forget you get 30 days to try out the Luminous Breeze and if you don't love it, send it back for a full refund. Great. Okay, our first story, we have a lot of young Hollywood news today and they're all sort of intertwined. I love, love. As a striving member of young Hollywood, I love talking about them. Totally striving. Beyond striving. As <laughs> striving, a flailing. Striving to be young. Striving, striving to, to be, be in Hollywood. Hollywood. And you know what? I'm getting further away from both. And that's just, <laughs> it's devastating. Well, Jacob and Lordy and Olivia Jade Giannulli are dating officially. Us Weekly reported on Tuesday. Both the Euphoria star and the Dancing with the Stars alum recently split from former partners, so they are reportedly taking their new romance slowly. They both got out of relationships recently, so they're not rushing into anything, says a source. Uh, they were spotted together playing with a dog, being just like so cute and casual. She was wearing a hoodie and tights, which was really shocking to me. Yeah, but that's how casual they are. Right. You know, because... There were Looks probably, like she fell asleep in her outfit from the night before and then just threw on a hoodie. I was like shocked just by the Just to fashion. like walk the dog. Also right. like the socks and the sneakers. Mm -hmm. This is just giving like we've been together a million times. I don't care how I look around him now. Yeah. So it was reported that they were like 
maybe like hanging out. It hasn't been officially confirmed that they're dating. And now that it is, like I can just say how overjoyed I am. Yeah. I think this is the cutest couple. I think they really um, emulate like fabulous, young, rich, famous. Like I love it. Yeah, and they're also really in different industries, which works because yeah. he's like very much TV and film, and she's an influencer, mm-hmm. social media podcaster. She's like a socialite now, honestly. Yeah, so I think that's a recipe for success. Like, you're not competing for shows. You're not like someone's having more success in one arena, and you guys can like balance each other more. So yeah, I think this has all the makings of everything of the sortness. Mm-hmm. It's just they're so young, so like I think eventually, you know, it, no, they're not going to get married. And this like group of young Hollywoods who all look alike, they all date like each other. Each other and they all all the boys look alike, all the girls look alike. So for me, like this just reminds me like when he was spotted with Kaya Gerber. Well, but, they were together. Yeah, but for a long time? Yeah. And yeah. they remember those red carpet pictures from oh, that from that LACMA. Ho- was it LAC there was LACMA but then there was also like this like Hollywood museum. LACMA. That's like, la- oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like LA County Museum of Arts or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think. LACMA. Um, yeah, sorry. I was confusing. He was spotted with Zendaya like twice, but I don't think it was ever actually confirmed that they were dating. Um, so yeah, it's just like this young Hollywood like train and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Because they're all just so gorgeous. And whether you want to admit it or not, like watching beautiful people be beautiful with each other is exciting. It is exciting. I also love the height difference. Like it's just. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. All great relationships have, like, enormous height differences. I firmly believe that. It's so cute. Except, like, sorry, not to be, like, so heteronormative, but, like, only when the guy is taller. Why? What about Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban? A great Iconic relationship. relationship. Iconic relationship. Zendaya and Tom Holland. Iconic relationship. Iconic relationship. I think relationship. it goes both ways. I think you're right. Something to think about. Something to think about. I just, I love a height difference. I really do. Yeah. This picture is just, like, everything. No, I can't I explain it. And I'm so happy for Olivia. I feel like definitely coming off a few hard years. Yeah. Um, and then just to to exit dating the hottest man in Hollywood, like that, that takes courage. It takes perseverance. And I'm just, you love to see a girl coming out of a scandal with Jacob Elordi on her arm. Like that doesn't happen to anyone. No. Did you see this picture of her leaving his house after spending the night? Oh, iconic. No, it's I didn't. It's really, she's not wearing shoes. It's really <laughs> giving like, we're together. This is my boyfriend. I don't give a shit what I look like anymore around him. Yeah, she's carrying a lot of bags, so it does look like he won't give me a drawer. But maybe Ooh. they're working there. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's like her makeup and things. Like, right. Then, she has to film a vlog. Right. Maybe it's her vlog equipment. Right, right, right. Do you think we'll, like, we'll get to a place where like Jacob Elordi's in a vlog? I'll, I'll literally die. Does like, she really even vlog anymore? Like once every six months. It's and so annoying. She has like, a podcast. Yes. So I don't, think, I don't think so. No, I would just love to see like, you know, Weekend in Malibu vlog. And then he's like in the background making a cocktail or something. Of course. That would be gorgeous. That would be. Anyway, so speaking of Jacob Elordi and Olivia Jade, it does lead us into our next story circumstantially. Austin Butler is finally addressing Vanessa Hudgens' breakup two years later. So Austin Butler, he is a man about town right now. Elvis, we've been talking about it for six years, is finally coming out in June. He's in Cannes. He's on the cover of GQ. And he's talking about his relationship with Vanessa Hudgens, which did span 10 years. And then all of a sudden, they're not together. It's devastating. And then all of a sudden, they're not together. And he's reaching like his blowing up career peak yeah and I wonder how that feels for her it can't feel good no I feel like the whole time they were together like she knew he was going to be a star like she believed in him when no one else did yeah and she gave him 10 good years of her life and then they break up and he hits big 
It, it ain't right. No, it ain't. But he said that life is full of changes. You've got to find a way to be constantly evolving and growing. Like for a while, Vanessa Hudgens was the only thing keeping Austin Butler relevant. Like if he, if they hadn't dated and I wasn't like weirdly obsessed with their relationship, I literally would have forgotten he existed. Yeah, but then he was dating Kai Gerber. Well, no. No, I'm sorry. Now he is yeah. dating Kai Gerber. And Kai Gerber used to date Jacob Elordi. That's how everyone knows It's this other. incestuous little young Hollywood crew. And Austin Butler, he's doing a lot of press for Elvis. Again, can't stop talking about it. Boz Lerman, mm-hmm. it's going to be the thing. It better be a good movie. Jackie, you don't even have TikTok. They have blown up on TikTok. First of all, they had a huge party last night in Cannes because it's Cannes Film Festival. They flew out all these TikTokers. All these TikTokers are making content. They have a, a TikTok account for Elvis. They were live streaming the party. Like They are doing the most on TikTok. So if you think you're seeing it a lot, you don't even know the half of it. Oh, wow. Well, him and Kaya like were smooching on the red carpet. Dead. Okay. Austin Butler is so hot. Like... And you know what? I haven't seen him act since Zoe 101, so I don't even know if he's talented. Carrie Diaries, <gasps> you love. Carrie Diaries. That show was so good. Like, justice for Carrie Diaries. Even though, like, the only problem with the Carrie Diaries was that it was supposed to be a Sex in the City prequel, and, like, Anna Sophia Robb and Sarah Jessica Parker, like, no, it, it wasn't working. Like, she they both wasn't had, giving Carrie They both had curly shot. hair, but, like, I could just not see this girl, Anna Sophia Robb, turning into the annoying bitch we currently know <laughs> as Carrie Bradshaw. That's the fatal flaw of the Carrie Diaries. It should have been called, like, the Jackie Diaries. Like, it should have been called literally anything else. It should have been called the Jackie Diaries. I agree. Maybe then it would have gotten a third season. Probably not, because everything I love gets canceled. (laughs) So, I just want to say, like, this moment that Austin Butler is having Met Gala, Cannes Film Festival, Kaya Gerber, this movie, like, very here for it. And then we've been talking about the Elvis movie movie for a while, and, like, every young, hot, talented actor in Hollywood went out for this role. Harry Styles. He would have been good. He would have been great. And the fact that it was Austin Butler, like, is so crazy and random. Because he was, like, so random. Only The only thing keeping him, in my opinion, was Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. So I actually am really sad that they broke up, even though I stan him and Kaya. Yeah. Me too. Agreed on all counts. And I'm glad that the role went to him because he wasn't a movie star before. And, like, now we have one more movie star. As opposed to it being Harry Styles who, like, can't get any bigger. Right. That's true. But I have to see the movie first. And I just want to say, like, I, I've seen a lot of, like, trailer footage on TikTok. And I, I don't think it's fair to judge. But it's giving, like, it's giving community theater acting. No. Just what I've seen really small clips of. Honestly, the clips that I've seen, I'm just like, no, that's... Not Elvis. Like, I can't explain it in the sense, like, he doesn't really look like Elvis. Interesting. He does look like Austin Butler, like, With playing Elvis hair. on Hannah Montana. Yeah, right. I agree. So, I have to see the movie. I don't think it's fair to make any judgments, and I will be seeing the movie. But, yeah. I'm trying to look for an, a review. There was one on Variety this morning. Oh. But also, I don't, um, I don't, I don't really trust care reviewers. about reviews. I want to see the Rotten Tomatoes audience meter score. That is the only true metric on the internet. Period. Not even just covering movies. Period. Yeah. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story? Which you're going to really take the lead on because Kate Moss testified Um, for ex-Johnny Depp. Yeah. She said he never pushed me, kicked me, or threw me down any stairs. Kate Moss testified that Johnny Depp never pushed her down any stairs when they were dating in the 90s. On Wednesday morning, the British model appeared via live video link in front of... Looking like the Snatchler. Radiant. In front of the Fairfax, Virginia courtroom to address a reference that... uh, Depp's ex-wife Amber Heard made in previous testimony about Kate Moss and okay. stairs. Let me just give like for those who don't know. Okay. So in layman's terms, Johnny and his team had wanted Kate to testify because they dated for a while and she could testify that he was never um, physically abusive. And Amber's team, and they were right legally, it's irrelevant. You know, like 
it's not about what he did to Kate Moss. So they weren't allowed to have her testify. But then when Amber Heard was being was on on the stand, she accidentally brought up the staircase incident with Kate Moss, which then opened the door. Once it's brought into the courtroom, then it's fair game. So she brought it in. She like slipped up. And that's the only reason why Kate Moss was added in last minute yesterday. Her testimony was super short, three minutes in out. Nothing happened. I fell down the stairs. We were in like a water villa and the stairs were wet. It had rained. I slipped down the stairs. Johnny picked me up, threw me in the bed, not threw me in the bed, put me in the bed, got me medical attention. And literally that's it. During our entire relationship, he was never physically abusive. But I've, I've really gotten into the trial recently you because have. at first I was getting all my information from TikTok and shockingly, I don't feel like that's accurate because then I started tuning into the, the trial every day. And if you just read like headlines, like even TMZ is very pro Johnny. If you read just headlines and just like fan edits on TikTok, you're like, oh, Johnny's winning this trial. When you tune into the trial, I have to say, and everyone everyone was saying was like, Amber's lawyers are like backwards. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's really not what I see. I think they're doing like a pretty decent job. And, and honestly, Johnny will lose this case. And that's not because, in my opinion, was he physically abusive? I, I don't know. But he will lose the case because the point of the case, in order to, it's very difficult. In order to win a defamation trial, Johnny Depp has to prove that he was not physically abusive to Amber. And a lot of what they're proving is that Amber was also physically abusive and Johnny wasn't abusive to his other girlfriends. Like, it's very hard to prove that he wasn't, that what Amber said was a lie. Mm -hmm. So even though Kay Moss can help, that still doesn't prove that he didn't do X amount of things to Amber. So I've been watching it now, getting like a more balanced um, take from it. I do think Johnny went into this case, not with the intention of winning, but with the uh, intention of changing public perception. And I think that he has done that. And I think that is fully complete. Now, yesterday was also an interesting day in the trial because a staff member at TMZ had to testify. And TMZ like submitted a motion, like they don't want to be a part of it. Yada, yada. It got denied. The guy had to, um, he had to testify. And what he was what they were testifying was like Amber had this relationship with TMZ. She was the one who sold them. You know the video of the cabinets being yeah. slammed? Um, she, she obviously took that video and there's proof that she sold it to TMZ. And right now, like the owner of that video is TMZ. So they didn't really want to be a part of it, but there's like this long paper trail of Amber having like an established relationship with TMZ. So the guy had to get on the stand. It was like really awkward. Um, so yesterday was like a crazy day in the trial. It is coming to an end. I think it's over tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Johnny will win. Right. So that will mean he has to pay her lawyers, right? I don't know. Because that's different in every state. Okay. So he's suing her for $50 million. And she's then suing him for 100 So oh. if, if he loses, which I do predict because it's really borderline impossible to win a defamation suit i don't know what that means for johnny and i know johnny has a lot of money but i don't think he has 150 million dollars to, like, to give spare. away yeah got it well i do think especially in, now that he's pretty much according to his testimony unemployable like no one will employ him i think him. that's gonna change after I, this i i think it will too i don't think people have ever like loved johnny depp more than they do now there's never like been more which interest, is so bizarre which is it is so bizarre I, he like lost that movie right because pirate of, six right i think maybe it could be back up for because like how many people there's like almost a million people watching the trial live yeah. every single day like not even waiting they're watching the primary source they're not waiting for like a tmz recap yep. like there is so much interest in him. have you seen outside the courthouse like and it's all women and it's like 
literally like hundreds of women and he like rolls down his window and he's waving it's like it's not real like right, no I think that those people obviously were Johnny stands before but now even look at someone like you who literally couldn't give two shits about Johnny before no and I now I'm, you're like kind of like this man has been wronged a little bit yeah see I, I'm really struggling like with where to land because there's definitely a lot of evidence that their relationship was mutually abusive and like really tumultuous um but Johnny's lawyers, they are doing a great job of like painting him. The way that I perceived him before the trial is definitely different than how I look at him now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very confusing. So I imagine as a juror, you're not going to be able to make any sort of like 100% like proclamation. Well, it has to be like beyond the shadow of a doubt. Yeah, and it's not. It's it's every time her lawyers are up there, I'm like, yeah. And then his lawyers are up there, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I would make a terrible juror and a terrible lawyer because I'm just like, Whatever the information in front of me is, I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's so, so true. true. Uh, that's so true. No, no, I would be like, I would have literal whiplash. You know what you would say? I see both sides. Yeah, is there an option for a juror to see both sides? But I think that makes a good juror to see both yes. sides. No, whatever jury, if I'm ever a part of, like, it will be a hung jury. Like, I will be that. <laughs> she will hang the jury. I will be that one bitch. I'm like, I really can't decide, you guys. <laughs> but I'm also like a loser who gets like swept up to peer pressure. So if everyone was like, no, come on, like, we're Team Amber, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> sure whatever you guys say are we going out after right like sure. should we get drinks <laughs> jury drinks should we start a group chat so it's just it's been a really crazy like moment in pop culture yeah and to see how like certain outlets are reporting on it is really interesting too like tmz is like extremely pro dep um i saw an article vogue like it's time we believe amber heard so all these different outlets are taking different sides and i just think What's really being glossed over, my major takeaway from this is like, I do think it was extremely mutually abusive. Um, but I think a lot of like the the abuse that Johnny suffered gets like overlooked because he's a man. Right. And I think like, that's just an interesting takeaway I have. And I'm by no means an expert. These are just my opinions. Um, it's just been a wild ride and it's almost over. And I don't even think, I'm not even like, oh my God, what's going to happen to the jury? Like, it's fairly obvious I mean, I just wish we could hear from Elon because... Oh, something very interesting. Elon came up yesterday. What did he do? So there's been this whole storyline. So, you know, Amber got a $7 million settlement from Johnny in their divorce. Okay. And after she, um, you know, wrote the op-ed accusing him of physical violence, a lot of people were like, well, how could you accept $7 million from an abuser? She was like, you're right. And she said she was going to donate the money to the ACLU and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. She pledged the money... And it turns out that um, those were just pledges. The donations were never actually made. So Amber's like, you know, I will be pledging the money over time, blah, blah, blah. But all in all, the $7 million were really never dispersed, allegedly. Mm -hmm. But then there was this other woman who was friends of Johnny. She was like friend of Johnny and Amber. She was, um, she's the head of a nonprofit called Art of Elysium and when Amber was like I'm giving my seven million dollars to these two organizations this woman was like really pissed Amber's had lived with her for a while something they were really close she was like I literally run a nonprofit, like and I'm a really small ACLU is huge like you couldn't have given me something right and it was like this whole drama with her relationship with Amber um and then like months later a $250,000 check came in for Art of Elysium on behalf of Amber Heard from Elon Musk so Elon is definitely in there. There are a lot of conspiracy theories that Elon is like allegedly, there's no proof of this, the father of Amber's child. Because Amber has a, a child um, and she hasn't been vocal about who it's with. So Elon is in the mix. That's who we need to hear from. It, it's, That's who could settle all of this. But 
I don't think we will. No. Ever. Like, and not so even in the trial. A lot period. of the theories are that, first of all, like, why would Elon want to be a part of this? It's so messy. Elon, every celebrity has their own. I don't own. know. I could see Elon wanting to get in there. <laughs> get set justice. the record straight. So a lot, a lot, what a lot of the theories are is that, you know, if, hypothetically, allegedly, Elon is the father of Amber's child and Elon might have, you know, some not flattering things to say about Amber. He wouldn't do that to the mother of his child. Like, he wouldn't disgrace her publicly, right. judicially. Right. Um, and that's why he decided to, you know, wash his hands of it. Got it. Very interesting. Thank you. There's just so many celebrities involved in this, you know, and it's crazy. Yeah. But I have to say, some of you Johnny stands are like a little out of control like i'm seeing like these fan edits with like pirates of the caribbean music of like johnny and his lawyer his lawyer camille who like everyone is obsessed with she's like this young hot associate um she's great at her job and her and johnny seem to be very close and now there's like fan edits and like fan fiction being made up like as if they're dating oh my god it's out of control honestly okay <laughs> that's where okay. i draw the line like I'm, yeah. I'm not there are you ready for our next story then if it's a story that's brought to you by splendid spoon it is. What a splendid spoon that is. Summer doesn't last forever, so why spend more time than you need on meal planning, grocery shopping, and cooking? With Splendid Spoon, you can make more time to enjoy the season and feel great with plant-based meals that require no prep time. Splendid Spoon sends delicious, plant-based, ready-to-eat meals and snacks right to your door. Their meals are shipped to your door ready to eat, so you'll only lift a finger to press start on the microwave, which is, we were just talking about the other day, um, as someone who's literally unable to cook one thing properly, <laughs> Splendid Sp Spoon is a brush breath of flesh. <laughs> breath of flesh. <laughs> Splendid Spoon is a breath of fresh air. They fit into any schedule, and there's a meal plan for everyone, and all their meal plans are customizable, so you get what you want every time. So their meal meals are 100% plant-based. I'm not okay. And she's just so excited about Splendid Spoon, you guys, that she's twisting up her words. Yes. So they're 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free, and they're always made with plenty of veggies, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all around the world. So even though we're not plant-based girlies, we are kosher, which a lot of times like has a convergence it's like of sorts. It's like a Venn diagram. Right, There's exactly. A lot we can eat. So Splendid Spoon is actually really, really good for us. They have fresh takes on classic dishes like vegan meatballs, marinara, marinara noodles, or you can take your taste buds on a journey with exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup. They've got smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, and noodle bowls for you to discover. Eating plant-based can come with a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. So eat well, enjoy more of your summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to splendidspoon.com toast for 50% off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off off your um, first box at splendidspoon.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Our next story, Jeff Bridges is sitting down with People Magazine mm. and saying that he was pretty close to dying from COVID oh. while he had, uh, was in chemo for cancer. Right. Jeff Bridges has a lot to celebrate these days. He has a new grandson, a new puppy, a new show, and he'll be celebrating his 45th wedding anniversary. But these days, the Oscar winner is simply grateful to be alive after he recently survived non-Hodgkin lymphoma and nearly died of COVID. I forgot that he was... Going through that, I forgot. Yeah. In this week's issue of People, he opens up about his howering year and a half that he now calls a bizarre dream. Mm -hmm. It began while he was doing exercises one morning at home and felt something unusual in his stomach. He went to the doctor and was shocked by what they discovered. He had a 12 by 9 inch tumor in his Ooh. body, like a child in his body. It didn't hurt or anything. He 12 by 9? Yeah. That's huge. Huge. 
He um, was diagnosed with cancer and quickly began chemo by infusion. Everything was working. The tumor began to shrink. They got, he said, quote, they got a cocktail that worked. And, oh, man, it worked fast. That oh, thing good. just imploded. But in January 2021, his health took a turn for the worse when he got COVID. Ugh. The chemo treatment had weakened his immune system right. and the virus hit him hard. He spent almost five months in the hospital where he was in extreme pain and couldn't roll over in bed without calling the nurse to help him with oxygen. Oh my God. He said, I was pretty close to dying. The, go the doctors kept telling me, Jeff, you've got to fight. You're not fighting. I was in surrender mode. I was ready to go. I was dancing with my mortality. Oh. He began to see improvements after the medical team gave him convalescent plasma. He started taking baby steps, he said. Each day brought more strength and more hope. He began working with a physical therapist three times a week. And now he is doing well, promoting oh, his good. new film, The Old Man, co-starring John Lithgow and Amy Brenneman. Wow, that's a crazy story. Crazy story. And, you know, Jeff Bridges is not like a, you know... A celebrity we're often speaking of he kind of lives a private life so i had totally forgotten that the last time i really heard about him he was suffering from cancer yeah so so much has happened since then and i love jeff bridges he's literally definition of a pjom definition of a pjom this is a crazy story to spend five months in the hospital and as you know a celebrity and we don't even know about it like that's how private he is right and i'm just so glad he's out the other side same and that we can have more wonderful work to look forward to. Right, like perhaps a Stick It sequel. Perhaps a Stick It sequel. Maybe it's time. Yeah, like all these reboots, all these sequels that nobody asks for. Give the people what they want. Give them Stick It 2. Give them Stick It 2. Like how hard can it be? It can't be hard. So twisted. It's so offensive. Agreed. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I think we could use a song today. Yeah, my triangle's all the way over there. Do you want to go get it? Okay, hold on. And oh I God. will entertain everyone with a little Bryce LARP. Bruno actually came to me this morning and he said something so, so pivotal. What do you say? That he wants to get his own apartment and move in with Magnolia. And I said, Bryce, how, you don't have a job. How are you going <laughs> to do that? Maybe he show said, up to work a little bit more. He said, Mom, can I work for you? Oh, Chief cuteness officer. Did you tell him no, we're not hiring? I said, Chief cuteness officer, that's a role that we need to fill. Ready? <clears> oh, <throat> <sighs> It's the final story. It's the final story. If you're in TSA pre-check, you are not a moron. And that's a happening our fifth and final story is about some of our favorite girlies. Who? You'll never guess. Oh, let me think. Our favorite? You'll literally never guess. Okay. I could give you 1,000 guesses. Okay. Sophia, Grace, and Rosie reflect on their life-changing Ellen DeGeneres show experience. Okay, I just want to say they're not my favorite girlies. Like, I don't really like... Even though people say we're Sophia, Grace, and Rosie do? all grown up. Yeah. I'm obviously Sophia Grace. You've seen that meme. We posted it. It's like Sophia, Boy, you, oh, yeah. Sophia Grace and Rosie. Boy, now. you got my heartbeat running away. Even like a jumping is coming away. Can't you hear that boom, ba boom, 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 ba boom, boom, bang? He got that super bass. Boom, ba boom, 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 ba boom, boom, bang. He got that super bass. You don't know that that's what people say about us? I had no idea. And that's literally us. You're Sophia Grace, like, with the voice yeah. and the attitude. And yeah. I'm Rosie, just, like, right Getting side <laughs> for the ride. And 
they they look like us too. No, they do definitely. And have you seen these pictures of them all grown up? Yeah, now? of course. I saw them on the Ellen Show, like doing their um, like little rap again, and it wasn't as cute. No, because now Sophia Grace is nineteen and Rosie is fifteen, and they reflected on their countless appearances in both in which both viewers and celebrities alike fell in love with them. Uh, Rosie said, I was so little and so cute. I got hugged and kissed a lot. Oh. Uh, she was five when she first sat down with Ellen, and she said she loved meeting Rihanna. She pushed me up and kissed me. Justin Bieber kissed me on the cheek. And I also loved running around backstage spying on other celebs like Jennifer Lopez. For Sophia Grace, there was one guy who she will never forget interacting with on the red carpet after covering the award show for Ellen. She said, I saw Drake come in, and I literally shouted, Drake, oh my God. We had candy we were giving to all the celebrities, and he, that's what we do. Literally, we and are he, Sophia Grace. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept eating all of them. It's weird because he's just a normal person, really. People are really shook by the new photos that have emerged of Sophia, Grace, and Rosie. You know, they're grown up and they're like... They're grown women. They're grown women and they're like um, like a little thoughty. No, they're like... this. They're, is what that's the, what 16-year-olds look like now. Yeah, and the makeup and but everything. Extensions and the long nails. Yeah, they are like Instagram Girlies. And it's shocking when you see like how we know them as right. the girls in the tutus but this is them now do you feel old yet yes no extremely old and i have to say of all the people who have gone viral and like tried to make something of it i do feel like they've had the like a really ideal um like life yeah because it's like they had such a great experience when they were kids i think it was all good now you know now I know what Sophia Grace looks like today, but if I had like run into her in the store a week ago, I wouldn't have known. And so right. she was able to really have the best of both worlds. Normal life, but with also access to like, like incredible fame and fortune. Yeah, and, and now she has like some really fun fact to share when she's you know doing an icebreaker with her oh. team in the team building exercise. I don't know if she's in college or uni yet, but like <laughs> if she is, that's totally like two truths and a lie. I've been on the Ellen Show sixteen times. I met Drake and gave him candy. Yeah, and then the lie would be like. I'm a secretly a natural blonde, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> um, also, really quickly, do you know what I did yesterday evening? What? I recorded an episode. I was a guest on... I, I, I wanted to ask you how it went. On the official Twilight podcast. Tell me everything. Hosted by Ashley Green, obviously, who plays Alice and her best friend. And they just, like, talked to castmates. They talked to super fans. And I did, like, a little interview, and it was so much fun. Like, I was getting, like, hella choked up. Like... What did you talk about? Well, because it's called the Twilight Effect. And so they're like, what has the, what has the effect been on you? And I'm like, well, and it, obviously, like, the premium content. But, like, it really keeps my family so close. Like, we're so obsessed when we go on vacation. No, and like, it's the only movie we can all agree ever agree on. on so it's like I have like a wonderful association obviously because I love Bella and Edward and I love the whole thing but also because like it it reminds me of my family and she was like oh my god we hear that all the time it was really and but I did make like one major slip up oh god because it's a show for super fans and I was there like as you know a, a super fan um and they were like which character like it, would you play or well, I don't forget what the question was but I was going through the list of characters and I was talking about Nikki Reed's character um what's her name it, uh, Rosalie. Okay, I accidentally said Rosemary, and I was like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be here as a super fan. I'm like, here I am calling Rosalie Rosemary, and I was so embarrassed, and I do believe they'll edit it out, so I just, like, exploited myself, but, like, I was just out here, you know, trying to be a super fan, and then making, like, enormous, enormous mistakes. Right, okay, first of all, I thought what you were gonna say was gonna be so much worse. No. Um, second of all, they need to know, and they should tell all the listeners, they should do, like, a 
a thing before that you have a really terrible memory. No, I know. And you can't be expected to remember everyone's name in the movie. Like, no, but what's so weird is that's like, just too much for you. How much else I remember? They were like, uh -huh. "What is your favorite line?" I'm like, "I literally had a thousand. First thing about Charlie, he doesn't have her." <laughs> also, I said like, when I got married, I made Ben watch Edward's vows, and I was like, "You need to do this, but better." And obviously, he didn't. But one of my favorite lines from the movies, from all five movies, is, "No amount of time." Will ever be enough with you but let's start with forever and it's like this double entendre because they are going to live forever right. um it was just it was so fun like i really enjoyed it when it was over i'm like that's it that is so fun so i'm assuming the second one that you shared from the vow like other people it's their favorite i'm too. sure yeah i'm sure you know what first. she was not expecting me to be like the thing about charlie he, he doesn't, doesn't have her <laughs> i'm like it's just like a weird line me and my family like picked up on it we like say it all the time towards. and you know what i also said it was like the and perfect either, and people are either like charlie or not like Charlie. and i said it was the perfect um way to describe charlie because like he was very protective <laughs> but he was never around you know yeah, like yeah. he doesn't hover yeah no he does not so i thought it was like an accurate character description yeah it was really really fun and it just made me want to watch twilight again which we should do. 100%. We should do a marathon. We should go on vacation. And watch it. I was saying, like, for some reason, we only watch it when we're on vacation. It's because we're all together. Of course. And we can never agree on anything. So after, like, 10 minutes of scrolling, we're just like, Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did she ask what your favorite movie is? Uh, no, she didn't. You should um, just read the books. I know. I, she asked if I did. And I was like... it when I was watching the movies, like you couldn't pay me a million dollars to read a book. Now as an adult with a Kindle, like it's on my list of things to do. And it totally is. You should. I think you would enjoy it immensely. Yeah, no, I think I would too. And it's like the only way to get more Twilight because there's more facts and figures in the books. I know. There's then, actually like a lot more allegedly. Yeah, so that's how you could get more Twilight. I know. And then you could also read Midnight Sun, which is the I Edward know. origin story. I know. We also did like a, a whole 10 minutes on Peter Foch. <gasps> Yeah. What did she say? And the whole time I was like, me and my sister are always like this. Me and my sister oh, are always thanks. like that. And she was like, um, maybe the question was like, mm. it was just something about the guys, like the guys being hot. And um, okay. I'm surprised you remember. Like, I don't, now that you're saying everything, I'm like, yeah, we have all these like things and thoughts and feelings about Twilight. Maybe if I was doing a podcast, I would like sit down and try and remember right. all of them. But I forgot about Peter Foch. Well, oh, oh, oh. Peter Foch and Ellie is Dr. Cullen. Oh, oh, well, what I said, I think it was like, you know, who would you, who do you ship with yourself? Like from the cast. And I was like, obviously Edward, but like honorable mention because my sister was telling me about this article she read about like rich, um, the richest fictional characters in TV yes. history. And Carlisle Cullen, since he's been alive for so long, is actually like one of the top five. Um... And so I would obviously marry him. And, it, and she was saying how, like, so many people, like, thirst out for Peter Foch, but only in recent years. And I'm like, well, here's why. First of all, he did that People magazine spread with his, like, stomach out. With his, like, COVID weight loss. With his COVID weight loss, like, two or three years ago. And it was life-changing for a lot of us. Really life-changing. And I think the whole vampire aesthetic. I'm like, no one's going to even need to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen to it. It was really good. And then we did, like, rapid-fire questions. Um... That whole, like, vil uh, vampire aesthetic, like, pale skin, light eyes, like, it really works for Robert Pattinson. Some of the other characters, it made them look even hotter. But I think it made Carlisle, like, like not look so hot. So in real life, when he's, like, brunette with, like, regular color eyes, you realize, like, how hot he is. Yeah. So it didn't, people, I don't think, came to the realization until no, afterwards. I think it's about the audience growing up. And, you know, when we were younger and we watched the movie, yeah, like, Edward is this cool mm -hmm. high school guy. But when you're older, like, you look at the board and you're like, 
Carlisle. Carlisle, yeah. Carlisle, he has the stability. The money. He's a family man. Mm -hmm. He, you know, has planes, trains. Like, oh, it was so Carlisle's true. plane that took them on their honeymoon. 100%. So and took them back on their honeymoon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wait, I had one more question. Oh, did she, had she read the books? I didn't ask, but I gathered that she didn't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I also told her my least favorite movie was Eclipse. Like, the whole newborn thing is so dumb. She said it's her least favorite, too, because she was barely in it. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why we didn't like it either. 100%. Um, Did she know that Carlisle is top five richest No, she didn't power? know that factoid. Oh, my. Such a good factoid. Because I was telling her, like, he's been alive for so long. Inflation. All that. And no, and Al, he uses Alice's abilities to see the future to predict stocks. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. She didn't that. even know the role she played in his wealth. Right. She should come for her share. Well, she asked me a question, and I won't share because I'm spoiling the whole interview, but I'll <laughs> ask you. Whose power, of all like the, the Cullens, like whose power would you want? That's a really great question. I, I know. need to think of everyone's. So Alice can see the future. I don't think I would want that. That's too much running through my mind. Okay. Edward is super, super strength. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he can read people's minds. Oh, right, right. They're all strong. Yeah. Um, you know what? I kind of, I might want Bella's eventual power to protect the ones I love. Mm -hmm. I, okay, I won't say what I said. Okay. But what'd you say? I'll tell you later. <laughs> no, but I think that the point of the podcast, like, obviously the toasters are going to go listen, but, like, it's for her audience, too, so. So it's from, I said I would want Jasper's. Jasper can change other people's moods. So it's like, if I'm in a bad mood, like, bitch, you got to be in one too. And if I'm in a great mood, like, want to drink and you don't want to, I'm making you drink. Oh, yeah, that's a powerful tool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that'll be out. I don't know when, but hopefully by the time it comes out, you forgot what I said here. Exactly. Um, and let's dive into the TV recap of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode from last night, which is brought to you by Ivory Ella, a lifestyle apparel brand that donates 10% of its profits to saving the elephants and other charitable causes. They were launched by college students, and Ivory Ella grew organically into one of the largest and most passionate communities of supporters wanting to make a difference in the world. They've donated over $2 million to date. Ivory Ella continues to deliver good clothes for a good cause. So it was launched by college students and a high school teacher, and they had a super viral launch. They sold 500 shirts in 10 minutes, and they've donated over half a million in their first year to save the elephants. They've over $2 million donated to charitable causes in general, and a minimum of 10% is donated on all their products. So every time you buy from Ivory Ella, you are making a donation to a cause that is important to you. Some of the charities they support are Save the Elephants, Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, Cyber Smile Foundation, Reef Restoration Foundation, the American Heart Association, Hearts and Bones, and more. So with everything you buy, you are helping save the world little by little. All of their clothes are super cute, really comfortable, and very trendy. And you can become a part of the herd. Go get yours with 15% off using code TOAST at ivoryella.com slash collections slash new dash arrivals. So again, if you want that 15% off for cute, comfortable, trendy clothes for you, and then also 10% of the profits going to charitable causes, um, use code TOAST at ivoryella.com slash collections slash new dash arrivals. All right, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the girlies go to Palm Springs, which is, like, becoming a tradition I really like. Yeah, it's funny how we never went to Kyle's house in Palm Springs, and now we're going every year. I do think that's also because of COVID. Yeah, and I think the house is kind of new. No, I thought... You like, stole my goddamn house? I don't yeah. think that's the house. Oh, interesting. So but I'm not 100% sure. Maybe now she has, like, a house that can accommodate, really, almost everyone. Well, the only thing I, I don't like is that not everyone can fit in the house. Like, last time and this time, there were people staying at a hotel, La Quinta, where Tasha's season was filmed. I know, but I feel like not everyone wants to stay in the house. No. Because they could share rooms if they really wanted to all bunk together, but I do think the new girls, like, want their own space. Yeah, 
Diana definitely doesn't seem. Oh, is Diana at the house? No, she's at the no. hotel. She seems like someone who needs her own space with her glam. I thought it was hearing how she travels. Was oh my god, beyond interesting. How she shops. This woman needs her own show because she I know. lives a life that is unreal. Unreal, like the fact that she has hair, makeup, and assistants, and like housekeepers go to a place before she does. Make sure the sheets are good. Set up her glam. Unpack her clothing. Get her food. Like. A dream, like literally a dream. When I check into a hotel, I like beeline in there, I throw my suitcase in the corner and I order room service and like go to sleep. Like, right. it sounds so luxurious. No, she literally lives such a fascinating life. She was so uncomfortable in a store. Yeah. She like didn't know what to do with herself. Like, am I supposed to touch this? But I have to imagine she went to a store before, before. she hit it big. Well, I don't know. Because if you think about it, she like came from this like war-torn country. Yeah. She then lived in London, like, literally taking any job to get by. Like, she's a dirt, dirt, dirt poor. And then in a flash, the 1%. So it's not entirely impossible that she hasn't been in a store. Okay. Like, if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Because there were 10 years while she was in London before she... Got married, but she said she was literally scrubbing toilets. Right, right, right. Literally doing anything to get by for pennies. Got it. So she just has a crazy story, and I just love learning little more bits about, like, her lifestyle, like, regular things that happen to Even her. Even her six embryos that she plans on having six more children. Mm-hmm. This woman needs her own reality show. I'm I know, sorry. I know. I, to put her in, like, this group setting and act her to just, like, and expect her to act just like a lay person, it's not working for No, me. it's not working at all. But um, she was a trooper. She went on the trip. Um... What happened before the trip? Like nothing, right? Oh, they were they go over to Crystal's house and they're trying to talk about Sutton. And I really respect Garcelle, like being an actual good friend. Like, let's not talk about people while they're not here to defend themselves. And none of us were there, so we can't defend her. So it was kind of right. weird that Kyle like brought it up out of nowhere. But then, but then, and I thought um, Sutton did a really good job at the store of like addressing it, diffusing it. And it really did not need to be spoken about again. So I don't understand why Garcelle brought it up. She thought she was doing Sutton a favor somehow just to like maybe show all the women that Dorit has forgiven Sutton. We can all move on. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It, it felt like it like really unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she did Sutton any favors. No, not at all. But because then it got what, so messy. That's what she thought she was doing. They are very good friends, Sutton and yeah. Garcelle. And so I think anything Garcelle was doing was just in like service of being Sutton's right, friend. Right, agreed. Just to show the women, like, this has been put to bed. I know you all heard about it from Kyle. Now it needs to be closed with all of you. Right, or else we'll just keep talking about it for the rest of the season. Right, but then things went off the rails. Things went off the rails. Diana chimed in, and I was like, get out of here. Um, like, Erica was loving the whole thing because everyone was, like, ganging up on Sutton. And it was just like, it was over. I, I, I just didn't understand what the conversation happening was about because it's over right and I just don't know where I stand like who do I want to see win these arguments I really don't know I found myself rooting for Garcelle Cut Sutton and Crystal last night because honestly I felt over like the last couple of years like just this disassociation from that core group like and I used to love them like Kyle Rinna Erica Dorit like that those are my girlies but I don't know I just I don't feel that, like, kinship with them anymore. Yeah, I think because the group is a little rotten now, especially with, like, Rinna and Erica, and it also seems like they give no fucks anymore about even trying to be nice to new people or whatever, yeah. unless it's, like, Diana Jenkins. So, like, you literally have to be her in order to get any it's respect so true. around here. And then, but you know that, like, Kyle and Dorit and Teddy are so close with them in real life, so it just sort of 
pollutes the whole group for you. Seeing I Teddy agree. was weird. I agree. I gravitate towards, agreed. Uh, I gravitate towards Sutton Garcelle and They're Crystal They're just like right very now. real, no bullshit. Like, but then I don't agree with Sutton's reaction to the Dorit thing. And so. I don't agree with Crystal's weird breakdown last night. Right. But I think in my heart of hearts, like I'm secretly rooting for the new girls. Yeah. No, I am too. More often than I'm rooting for the other girls. Yeah. But like Dorit, I love. Okay. And I have to say something. Mm. Kyle and Shahida and like the Kyle store opening and like last or maybe two seasons ago, the New York Fashion Week show, like it's giving OC season one and Beverly Hills is like the crown jewel and all of Kyle's like clothing business ventures. Like it's not cutting it. No, I know. And it's so weird. Like retail is really not where it's at. Like obviously she learned that in the last few years and now that's what she wants to do again. Yeah. It's surprising. And I don't understand the actual like financial I think Shahida making. is like a not so silent partner. Like I think she has a lot of money. She gives off that vibe. Like and so she's just like putting Kyle's name on it. And well, Kyle Kyle's always up. being like Kyle by Eileen. Kyle right. x Shahida. Right. She has like money partners because she's a rich woman who knows other rich women. Yeah, I just don't get the point of it. Me neither. But Doreen looked good in that outfit. She did in the clothes. There was tons. I like a store that has a lot of clothes. Agreed. Because you go to the store. There's three racks. There's more seats and like plants than there are clothes. No sizes. And this store had like full categories like warehouse vibes leopard cheetah yeah this that and I, it looks like somewhere you could actually shop a hundred percent just want to say so i can't even like get into what happened on the couch but without it being a department store where there's too much right. crap crap i can't really even get into the um the couch argument because i wasn't able to really truly follow i just know like crystal like saw herself in this argument and decided to get really upset yeah I think she just was really upset and she couldn't mask it. Yeah, and she just like... It was just making her really upset. But also like some of the stuff she was saying, like I can relate to the idea of like, wow, you guys are being hypocrites. You're invalidating Sutton's feelings. Like not exactly. I I haven't experienced... And I don't even know what I'm thinking about necessarily, but I do feel like sometimes you see a situation and it's like, wow, you guys are handling this so much differently Differently. than like how it it was handled for me. Mm -hmm. So I can... I can relate to that. But like when she started being like, this isn't a safe space for me. And it like, was giving distressed millennial <laughs> and I was triggered and I had to go. I had to Literally. go. Literally. It was giving safe space. I agree. Like, and then, but then I'm sorry. Then Dorit out, out millennialed her when she was like, I can't believe you would use the term safe space after what I've just been through. Like really? That's no, it was all very distressed. It was giving like, it was toxic, like, woke, like it, my feelings, my yeah, feelings. like I need to save space on campus. Like it was really, it was triggering for me. <laughs> no, like it, it, I agree. But even the fact that you would call it triggering is like the same thing. Yeah, of like, course, of space of safe space. And I, I, and you know what? Like maybe she was valid in those feelings, but she did a horrible job at explaining <laughs> because I have literally no idea still what she was so crying about. Like, yeah. agreed. So it was, um, it was a fine episode. I just really do love Kyle's house. Her dogs eating all the food was like the best storyline because that's the most relatable thing to ever happen on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Agreed, but the way those dogs just like she leaves them at home, the whole back is open. Yes, like, I was thinking the same thing. Oh my god, Bryce could never. No, her I would whole never house see is, Bryce again. Is indoor outdoor living. They go to this um, store opening and she's like, "Hey guys, I'm home." And the dogs are like in the middle of the golf course. They're like very trained dogs. No, they're not. That's what she was saying the whole episode. No, but in the sense that they're not going to run away from home. Maybe there's an invisible fence. That's what I was thinking. If Bryce, if I gave Bryce an inch, he would take a mile of course if I let Theo run through that house I would never see him again they would be on the golf course within their golf carts like taking selfies we yeah. would never see those kids never the brass and strassen um 
And then Kathy Hilton and Paris Hilton were on Watch Happens Live. Wait, that was, was that from, a rerun? That was a rerun. Because I was like, why the fuck is Kathy on? She wasn't even in this episode. This is Paris aired in November. Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, that was when her wedding was. No, but it aired years ago. I'm sorry. The clip of Garcelle on The Real and Kathy was like, did you get your invitation? She was like, I literally wasn't invited. Like, that was so awkward. No, but that was so Kathy. So Kathy. I don't think she would have said it. I believe Kathy that, like, people didn't get their invitations. I don't know. No, I do, because why would she step in it like that? Because, like, she wasn't thinking. No, like, and I'm pretty sure I saw that look on Paris, like, when she filmed it months ago. It, it was a rerun, for sure. It was a rerun, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Gottmik, the bartender, was runner-up of Drag Race last season, who won the Snatch Game by doing Paris. So, like, it's, like, this iconic, like... And Gottmik was her makeup artist. Oh, That's no way. how Andy introduced Gottmik. It was, like... Wait, Gottmik was whose makeup Paris's. artist? Paris's. Before at Drag point. Race? At some point. Or did she do her makeup for that night? Andy just said, Paris is former makeup artist. What? Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, okay, so that's our show, our final show of the week. We're back on Tuesday after the long weekend. I hope everyone has a wonderful Memorial Day. Stay safe. Be with friends. Be with family. Enjoy. Drink eat, spritz. Drink spritz. SpritzSociety.com. Our new variety packs are now available. If you happen girls. to find yourself flying to Rome or Milan on a United flight out of Chicago or New York this weekend, you will find Spritz Society for free on board and in the lounges for, I think, $3, I, which is a great price. I do hope you find yourself traveling to Milan this weekend. Yeah, from either O'Hare or Newark. That I love that for you. I love that for you. So we're now aboard United. We haven't spoken about that yet. That's so I totally forgot. sickening. It's so sickening. Um, the routes are really specific, so... Look at the, uh, but if you're in the O'Hare or Newark lounges, they're in the lounges. Have fun in Milan, you guys. Have fun in Milan. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, about how stunning, and about how smart we are. Have an amazing Memorial Day. something yeah go which is that if you're looking for more content from us for the four days that we are off patreon.com slash morning toast has tons of podcast episodes new podcast episodes are dropping claudia and i are about to record one right now that's going to be so fun so funny we did two this month that are just general q a's with the two of us answering all of your burning questions we actually talked about a ton of new stuff Mm -hmm. that we don't typically talk about i did an episode with a lactation consultant chantal who has been helping me in my journey plus the 200 plus episodes that we've recorded over the last four years if you are looking for more content it is all there for you while you miss us during this long weekend. If you're taking a road trip, perhaps Patreon. Perhaps Patreon. That's a great call. Have an amazing day, you guys. I'm ordering lunch, and we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yum. Bye. Bye.